0: Nick Muse, Jalen Rager, Dwayne McBride, Andrew Booth. Who's on the chopping block right now? This might be someone's last chance going into this Cardinals preseason game. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast. You, liked it on three, one, two, three. you, you like that? You it? You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Luke Braun. Let's find some joy today. You can find the Locked On Vikings podcast wherever you find your favorite shows, whether it is an audio listening platform like C- Sirius XM, with whom we are partnered. Uh, you can also find the show on Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota sports app, and you can always catch it on YouTube, too, if you prefer. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Today on the show, I want to talk about this upcoming preseason game and a little bit about what happened in the joint practices as well. Um, but really, I think the thing we should be looking for against the Cardinals is this is the last chance for a lot of guys. And hey, some of these guys were never going to make the roster anyways. Right. Uh, and and that's OK. Some of them are going for practice squad slots or to put good tape out there for another team. It's how the league works. Uh, but there are some guys who this really is going to be a deciding factor. And Keying in on those players for as long as they're in is, I think, makes the final preseason game one of the most interesting moments of the season, truly. Uh, And I, I hope they never do away with the preseason because this is sort of a proving ground has at least an intrigue that as an outside observer, I find so unbelievably entertaining, but also I think for those, uh, younger guys, those, those fringe guys, I think it's good for the league to have a place where the cream rises, right? To have a proven ground for some guys to rise and some guys to fall and to kind of preserve some of the idea that the NFL can pass itself as a meritocracy still. Um, so, I want to talk about some guys that I think have everything to gain or everything to lose. Before I do that, I guess I'll get some news out of the way. The Vikings cut Nikhil Harry since last we talked and signed Jake Gervais, who is a safety from the Rams and apparently as uh, mostly a special teamer. Um, my read on this move is that Nikhil Harry is hurt and won't be able to play in that preseason game. He probably was going to be on this list of guys with everything to gain or everything to lose. But if you can't play in the game, it's like, all right, well, we never really got to see much out of you, so we're just going to have to kind of say good try and let you go and hopefully you can catch on with with another team somewhere else right so that dream is dead uh and i think also lewis seen who got hurt on monday is not going to be available for this preseason game which would be totally fine uh but the problem is the vikings like to play with three safeties on the field a lot and i don't think they want to activate any of the starting three of the Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum and Josh Metellus. So that only leaves them two on the roster, Theo Jackson and Jay Ward and Jay Ward plays nickel a whole bunch anyways. So I'm sure Jay Ward will play the whole game at safety and Theo Jackson will play the whole game at safety. And then they got to bring in this Jake Gervais guy to also just kind of be there. So I don't know how I mean, look, you could come in and have the game of your life and then suddenly we got to think about putting you on the team or something. But uh, and and or come in, have the game of your life, get put on our practice squad And then get poached in October by some other team that saw it, right? Like, there is an avenue that where Jake Gervais, this can be the greatest opportunity he's ever gotten. He also showed up two days ago, so good luck with everything. (laughs) But hey, if Jake Gervais blows a whole bunch of coverages we get killed by the Cardinals, I wouldn't panic too much. So, moving on to players with everything to gain uh, or everything to lose. We'll also go over joint practices a little bit later and what happened against the Cardinals and who stood out and all that. Um, But... I guess the first one I want to start with is Dwayne McBride. Dwayne McBride is, I think, on the roster bubble. That's basically what this whole segment is going to be, is who's on the bubble and, and needs to have a game. Um, I think Dwayne McBride has been in every roster prediction that I have done, and, and most people have had, like, well, you know, they kept four running backs last year in C.J. Ham. you know, they'll, they'll do the same again, and that puts McBride in, if you listen to the calculus. But I thought McBride had a poor game against Seattle. I think he did well against Tennessee. I think I'm kind of on an island there, and I'm okay with that. But what I want to see from him is sound reads. That's what I want to see. I want to just see him quickly choose a hole and for it to be the proper hole according to the rules of zone. So the rules of zone really quickly uh, of of outside zone, mid zone runs. That is most of what we're going to be running here uh, is you either have to read sort of play side to back side. So read the, the first, the tackle and edge usually is your first read. You aim yourself right at his rear end. And then if you can go outside him, you do it. And if not, you cut to the next gap. And if you can get in that gap, do it. And if not, then you go over to the next gap over and so on and so forth. Uh, or sometimes there are lead blocker things where your read is just to read the lead blocker. Uh, like if they run counter with a, you know, the, which is, characterized by having two pulling players you follow the second puller the first puller usually is a kickout block of some kind and then the second puller will read the play like the running back and say okay which gap are we going to do and then the running back himself gets to basically turn his brain off and follow that lead blocker until it's time to abandon the lead blocker and making that decision is kind of the next thing that we can judge him on. Um, I want to see those decisions be right. I don't need to see super explosive playmaking. I don't need to see, we saw that in college, right? I don't need to see him rack up a hundred yards. I want to see him make the right decisions. I think if he makes the right decisions consistently, then I'm perfectly comfortable rostering him. Um, the, the next guy I want to get to is Nick Muse, who is, I think maybe fighting with McBride for like a 25th, 26th spot on that offense. Um, do we keep, you know, five running backs, including ham, or do we keep four tight ends? Do we do both? Then we do five wide receivers uh, instead of six. But I don't think you could do all three of those things. Um, so it kind of puts all the guys at the bottom there in this sort of uh, octagon with you know, this steel cage death match with each other going into this Cardinals game. And I think Nick Muses is that guy, right? Uh, Kevin O'Connell called Johnny Munt the best tight end three in the league. I, I guess I can't argue with him because I can't name any other ones. So <laughs> good job. You did it. Uh, Johnny Mutt, but also he hasn't been like playing in the preseason and he has outplayed Nick Muse pretty handily in whatever battle those two were having with each other earlier in camp and stuff. And so the question becomes, do we keep a fourth tight end? If we do, it will be Nick Muse. I don't think Ben Sims or Colin Thompson have done enough uh, consistently to beat Nick Muse. But if Nick Muse is going to be that fourth tight end, A, I think it's it's going to come down a lot to what he does on special teams. Otherwise, he's, you know, a healthy scratch. But hey, the Vikings will run a lot of two tight end sets. Having an extra body there for depth can be helpful, especially if they want to do jumbo, right? 13 personnel and one tight end is injured. You know, you still want to have that guy in the building. But Muse has to prove that it has to be him, right? He has to play well enough to say, no, that fourth guy, great to have a fourth guy, but that fourth guy needs to be me. You can't bring someone else in or just put another guy on the practice squad or whatever, Um, And I think I want to see consistent blocking from him. That's the biggest thing is he messed up a couple of blocks against Tennessee. And I think that is what kind of has put him in this roster bubble situation. Um, I love that he caught that pass, broke a tackle. We love all that. But I want to see consistent blocking from him. And if he messes up a whole bunch of blocks, then I think it's get him on the practice squad. Or if he gets poached, he gets poached. And good luck in your next chapter. Um, There's also this Brandon Powell, Jalen Rager thing. Um, so I think the top four wide receivers has mostly been decided. And Jalen Naylor is back too. So I hope he plays actually against Arizona. I want to see something, anything from him. I didn't get to see him at camp at all. So I'm excited to see like any play from him that I can look at. Uh, but if if he does play at all. But you know, you've got your top three, Jalen Naylor, and then uh Powell and Rager kind of five and six. And both of them have gotten reps with the ones with KJ Osborne has actually been hurt. I don't know what's up with him in camp or, or how serious it is at all. I can't really tell you much about it. So we just have to wait. But Powell and Rager have been rotating in with the ones in, in their place, uh, which, yeah, I mean, those are the next two guys on the depth chart. Right. And then I, I don't know what happened when Naylor came back, but either way um, that, or Naylor has been working off to the side, I think. Uh, but either way, these two guys are wide receivers five and six in some order. I think Rager's ahead of Powell right now. And so I think if you if you had to pick five receivers, it would be Rager over Powell and you would cut Brandon Powell unless you want Brandon Powell to be your punt returner, which I think is a job that he's done better at. So although I don't think that that's over either. So if Powell can win the punt return job, you might say, all right, yeah, Rager, you're not playing that much on special teams, although Rager is the other punt gunner next to Najee Thompson on the first team right now. So both of these guys are doing special team stuff. Both of these guys are kind of going blow for blow as wide receivers. I think this Arizona game is sort of a mano a, a mano thing for that fifth spot. And if there's going to be a sixth spot, that means you're losing one or both of McBride or Muse, which could be the case. So, I, those four guys to me and I say, you know, keep two. And I think that pretty much puts you uh, at, a, at a at a clean 25 or 26 players on the offense depending on what you did elsewhere. Um there's other guys, there's somebody on the offensive line, there's some stuff in the secondary that I think is pretty spicy as well as a joint practice recap coming up. So, I'm going to tell you about all of that uh right after I talk a little bit about shaving. A good shave, there is like nothing that feels better than walking outside with a nice clean shave and uh, feeling like a million bucks. And no matter what that is for, whether it's your own vanity, which is valid, or for a special someone, or just the look of professionalism you think it gives you, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get a better quality at a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. The starter set is a 13 value for just three bucks if you go to harrys.com slash NFL. It includes a 5-blade German engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel and a travel and a travel cover. Scheduled delivery for refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other blades. They have the highest customer satisfaction uh, in the shaving industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. So if you don't like your shave, no worries, it's on them. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Thank you so much for those of you who do listen to this show every single day. I appreciate you all so much. Uh, If you want more Vikings content, you can go to patreon.com slash loop NFL, right? There I have a free video about Najee Thompson and punt gunning. And also one, if you join, you can see the video I did about Jaron Hall, or you can just wait till after the Arizona game, Uh, then I will make it free. And then the Arizona stuff will be uh, for people who have joined. So if you want to join, it's less than five bucks a month. Um, moving on with players with everything to gain and lose here. Uh, here's the deal with the offensive line, the second team offensive line, the first team offensive line is set. Anybody who said that Ezra Cleveland was going to secretly be in a camp battle, I think was just blowing smoke. Um, but and Ed, Ed Ingram too, like he has that job. <laughs> um, the, maybe the second team O-line could have taken it if somebody like, uh, Blake Brandel really, really killed it, but he didn't. And then you've got guys like Vidarian Lowe and Oli Udo. I think Lowe has been up and down. I think Udo has been down and up. Uh, <laughs> and I'm putting down first for a reason. Um, Schlotman has also, I think, had his ups and downs. It's a group that doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, but hey, it's the backups, right? Uh, you know, the, the backup, the difference between in the, in the whole league, this is not a Vikings specific thing. The difference in the whole league between backup O-line and backup D-line is probably the biggest difference than between like any other, group, you know, backup receivers versus backup corners, backup, uh, running backs versus backup linebackers, et cetera. Um, it, probably the biggest difference in the league in, in, in football is between backup D-line and backup O-line. O-line in this league is just not deep. Uh, it's just comes from the re way kids come out of high school. Nobody wants to play O-line. Everybody wants to be a a flashy edge rusher if they're a big kid. So nobody (laughs) wants to learn O-line and it, and it creates a shallow thing. Um, and I think maybe with the amount of money tackles are starting to make, hopefully that, that turns around, but I digress. What I'm saying is the second team O-line may not inspire a lot of confidence. I will say a disproportionate amount of that is Alana Lee, who I don't think will make the team. um, but then you have guys like Vidarian Lowe and Oli Udo who have had these kind of up and down seasons or up and down preseasons and somebody like Chris Reed who is on NFI, what I'm driving at here, I don't know if the whole O-line is on the team right now. I think there might be a cut down day guy. Maybe that's Reisner. Maybe they finally do that. Or maybe they wait for somebody else to get cut and bring him in. I don't think they're bringing in a starter. I think that's set. I think they're fine with that same five, which, you know, be as mad about that as you want. Um, but I, I think... I could see them keeping only eight of the alignment o- o- linemen that they have right now, and then maybe bringing in another guy on waivers on on cutdown day. So that kind of makes this a big deal for Oli Udo and Austin Schlotman and Vidarian Lowe um, and even Blake Brandel. Worst of those four goes down. And I think right now, if I had to pick, I would pick Udo for that, uh, but... You know, if he has a good game, uh, I know they can like save more money if they cut someone else. I don't think that matters a lot right now. Uh, There's, you know, it's best 53, right? Just keep the best players. And if Oli Udo isn't one of them, sorry, you're gone. So we'll see what happens. But I think keeping a keen eye on the O-line and saying, all right, who's the culprit? Who's always the culprit? Uh, And trying to figure out who that is could be replaced by somebody who's not currently on the team. Um, also on the, on the defensive line, I'm curious to see like Asezi Otomo in particular, and we haven't seen a lot of Jaqueline Roy. So similar to Jalen Naylor, I'm just excited to see what he does. Uh, cause he's been hurt for these preseason games and he's been back now, but Asezi Otomo is somebody who I think if he has a good game, I think he locks in a roster spot, but I think if he has a catastrophe, then I, I could see him getting cut. In favor of someone like I think he's in competition with like Ross Blacklock right now. If you, if you go through that defensive line and you say 60 tackles, which is I believe what they did last year. And if you think about it, there's there in base defense, there's three D tackle positions. And uh, if you, you know you count Tonga Phillips and then I guess like Dean Lowry or, or Bullard or someone like that. And so you got three starters and say three backups. There's your six, right? So if those three backups are, say, Jonathan Bullard, Jaqueline Roy, and then like Otomo or Blacklock or Sheldon Day, you've also got T.J. Smith, like of those six, you you can keep maximum three. And that makes it this really, really crowded place. Uh, and, and so for my money, I think Jaqueline Roy is has a bit of a leg up just because he's a draft pick. But that's only a leg up. That's not a guarantee by any uh, stretch of the imagination. Um, Sheldon Day had this phenomenal game against Tennessee. If he can put another one like that together, I think he could actually sneak onto the roster. Although, um, I, I think he's kind of feels like the practice squad guy that you elevate for like two random games when it fits your game plan. And that's fine by me. Um, TJ Smith kind of has the same thing going on, although I don't think he's had as good of a preseason, but I think it's honestly, saysio Telmoel Ross Blacklock Jonathan Bullard keep 2. That feels like the the dynamic here. So I guess those are the three guys and whoever uh plays the worst there gets cut and you keep the other two. Uh or no, I'm sorry, keep one. So cut the, keep the best one and cut the other two. Uh I'm lightly curious as to who plays at linebacker. My guess is the starters will be Troy Die and Troy Reader and anyone else who plays if if like Ivan Pace plays. I think that's a depth chart signal. Um, if Hicks or Asamoah awesome plays, I think it's a fascinating depth chart signal. This has just been this weird thing where uh, reporters have been starting to think that Ivan Pace has usurped Brian Asamoah awesome on the depth chart, uh, which is weird because the the linebackers in the first team have been rotating all year with I mean, Die has taken as many first team reps as Pace and Hicks and Asamoah awesome have. Uh, been rotated out. I have not seen those two guys with the second team nearly as much. I think they just kind of get plays off and awesome has been hurt anyways. So you see a lot of Ivan pace with the first team and you go, Ooh, is he starting? But awesome has been hurt. I don't, I don't know why, why we're reading into that, but awesome Wah came back and he has sort of been splitting the first team reps with, Ivan Pace, which is, again, an interesting signal. But I think the real kicker here is, did Brian Asamoah play with the twos? I don't think he did. I wasn't at camp, but based on the reports, it doesn't sound like he did. Correct me if I'm wrong there. If Asamoah played with the twos, then, yeah, we have a real controversy here. But with uh, him just being injured, maybe they're just easing him back and giving him a lot of plays off. Same with Hicks. Hicks doesn't. He's an older guy. He doesn't need a lot of reps. It's, you know, Harrison Smith takes a lot of reps off. Louis Cien is not usurping him. Um <laughs> That uh, is it's just the way you handle guys in camp when they get above a certain age. So I don't think that that's the case. But hey, if Brian Asamoah plays in this preseason game, then you kind of have your answer. If Ivan Pace plays in this preseason game, you also kind of have your answer. My guess is none of those three play. They've all earned their uh, versions of a starting job that you get in Brian Flores' defense, which won't be every rep, shouldn't be every rep, lots of rotation. And uh, we kind of move on from there. And then you have Joan Williams and Andrew Booth, who are also in sort of a one-on-one, we keep one, we lose one situation. Um, I-, I think... For my money, Najee Thompson has made the roster. I think with the punt stuff that he has done, he's made the roster, and he's—I've uh, been participating fully in camp again. So I believe that means he's out of concussion concussion protocol, no red jersey, nothing like that. So uh, I, I think that means that he'll play. So he does have—I mean, look—if he has a disaster as a gunner and undoes a bunch of that goodwill, then maybe we can talk about it again. But I think right now, if the Vikings had to keep a fifty-three, they'd be. Kind of crazy not to put Najee Thompson in it for the amount of value that he would, that he projects to add to that special teams. I mean, that's a significant enough impact on field position to have a significant non-negligible impact on scoring percentage. Um, you got to put that guy on your team. So that means if you want six corners, you can keep both of Booth and Joe on Williams. And then you've got your, your three starters in Byron Murphy, Evans and and Makai Blackman. Um, Or you cut one of those two guys. Now, I know it's like crazy to cut Booth, you know, second round pick, cut him after his second year. It's the kind of brutal thing I think Kwesi is willing to do if it is justified. I don't know if I fully agree that it would be justified. And for my money, on my 53 right now, I've kept both of those guys. And I've just kept, you know, six corners, and those are my six, including Najee Thompson. Uh, But if one of those guys has a disaster class against Arizona, they have everything to lose. Um, And then on special teams, again, you know, you've got... Najee can, I guess, have a disaster class as a gunner and, and lose all his goodwill. I don't see it happening. If he even plays, I'm assuming he will because he practiced and it's just concussion protocol. It's not like one of those things that you ease your way back into, like it's a hamstring injury. And then I guess Wong Wu too. If somebody comes in at kick returner and houses two of them and wins the job from him, then suddenly we could see like a waved injured thing with Wong Wu since he just hasn't been present and guys can take your job from you if you're not present. It's not fair, but it's the way it is. Um, but... Either way, I don't really see either of those things on special teams happening. But hey, if you want some intrigue, if you want intrigue on special teams, watch Nick Muse, I think. I think that's going to be a big one. Um, But hey, the Vikings have been practicing with the Arizona Cardinals jointly. So um, let's uh, get into what happened there and uh, some of the highlights and lowlights and stuff of those joint practices with the Arizona Cardinals. Before I do that, however, it is fantasy draft season. And if you want a good practice draft that's better than like the mock drafts against AI that you can do on some websites, why don't you go over to underdog fantasy and try out a best ball. They have their best ball mania tournament, which is a fantasy football contest contest, the biggest of all time. And it's got a $15 million prize pool, including three mil for the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. And what a best ball is, is a live snake draft, just like normal. And uh, you pick your team. And then you fire and forget. You don't do any waivers, you don't do any trades, and your lineup is set for you. So it's just, a, you're not joining a whole new league. It's just a draft. You can use it as a practice draft and then let it ride. And hey, maybe you win some money on the end of it. Um, if you want to do that, you can go to underdogfantasy.com or you can find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKED ON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code LOCKED ON. So the Arizona Cardinals have been in town uh and that is interesting for a guy like byron murphy perhaps who was an arizona cardinal and everybody talked about his revenge practice oh boy did he kill it uh byron murphy had all kinds of highlights against the arizona receivers here's the thing about practicing against arizona i hate to be a hater but Arizona's bad Uh, And I think Arizona knows that they're bad because after these joint practices, they started selling off their tackle and they started trading as off pieces. Right. Isaiah Simmons for a seventh. They're having a fire sale and they're going into to a a full scale rebuild here on the eve of the season. That is all right. We thought we were bad. We got proof we were bad. And I think the Vikings did kind of kick their butts in these joint practices. So if you're looking for, you know, how do we evaluate how the Vikings did? I think, like, against the Titans, you had some groups that did great and some groups that didn't. Uh, against the Cardinals, it kind of seemed like the the Vikings outclassed them, which is what you would hope for a team that is, you know, not even really taking the year seriously. Um, Byron Murphy was one of the highlights there, against going against somebody like, you know, Marquise Brown and just blanketing him, getting... Picks or, or picks or, or pass breakups. There was a great pick from Jay Ward. Uh the the defensive backs in general did great. Um there's also that weird Ivan Pace thing. He was starting, rotating kind of. Uh, but they've been rotating like that every single thing. And and I think at this point, I can be convinced that it's a camp philosophy. Because if it were truly a depth chart battle, if you truly had a decision to make, Asamoa would be playing in the preseason. And and hey, look, if he's healthy enough to do it, this is his time, right? If, if he still is on the bench um, for this preseason game, you have your answer. There you go. Keep an eye on it. Um, also, <laughs> I should tell you the story of Justin Jefferson. So K. Trell Clark is a rookie cornerback for the Cardinals. Might be their CB one with since he went up against Justin Jefferson like a lot in camp. Seems like he's the one repping first on the depth chart. Or maybe they just wanted to test him by putting him up against the best. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a developmental move. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. But either way, first day, one of the first reps, he gets a great rep on Justin Jefferson. It's a phenomenal DB rep, and he gets a pass breakup. Um, you could probably argue a little bit of holding. He had his arms around it, but I didn't see any pulling or tugging. So if I were a ref, I wouldn't have flagged it. Although I wouldn't be surprised if another ref did, because it's hard to tell how what's pulling and what's just having your arms there. So I will say maybe he risked holding. Is that a politically correct way to put that? Um, either way, he gets a pass breakup on Justin Jefferson and he does agree, uh, which we're talking about practice dog. Calm down. Um, but Justin Jefferson took this to heart and uh, just dusted K. Trail Clark a couple times. K.J. Osborne got the best of him a couple times. Um, I think he got got once by Brandon Powell. It was nasty. Like, this dude just got absolutely worked for the rest of the joint practices, including a long touchdown at the end of the second joint practice that you just see. You got to find the clip of this. I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but you got to find the clip of Justin Jefferson scoring that touchdown, turning around, staring down K. Trail Clark, and then doing a gritty of his own. Um, that's the kind of thing that happens in these joint practices, you know, I mean, you've been practicing forever, especially the starters who haven't played in, in any preseason game action either. They've just been practice, 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 practice. So there's all this pent up competitive energy where they're, you know, sort of holding back because it's your teammates and stuff. And then it all boils over and guys get in fights and it all gets skirmishy. Someone took down, uh, Alexander Madison on a run, which you're not supposed to tackle and someone did. And that almost turned into a scrum and all that stuff. Um, Also, I want to circle back to KJ Osborne, who is not participating right now. So I want to keep an eye on that. I don't know what the deal is. They have not told us what that injury is uh, or anything. We didn't see it happen. He just suddenly wasn't showing up someday. Um, Like there was one Daniel Hunter didn't show up on Monday and it just turned out to be a personal thing. So it could be something like that. Or it could be, oh, you know, he's got a a little thing or he could, you know, have a problem that we are going to find out later is like way more significant. It could be literally any outcome. So I can't really tell you much more about that, but it's something to keep an eye on. What it did do, though, is give you know first team reps to all of the guys that are competing for a roster spot, which is a great opportunity for those guys. And that's isn't that the nature of camp? You know, it's all zero sum. A bad thing happens to you, a good thing happens to me, and vice versa. Um, but hey, Jalen Naylor is back. Um, I guess still Powell took the first team reps, and Rager took a couple of them too. Um, and like I said before, Rager is snapping more consistently with the ones than Powell is in situations where they decide to not have it be like when Addison was out, which by the way, Addison's back from concussion protocol. He's good to go. Um, I'd be curious to see if he plays at all versus Arizona. I wouldn't mind seeing him get some reps just because he's a rookie. Uh, but I also wouldn't be super surprised to say to, to have the Vikings say, yeah, we've seen enough of him. We're good on that. And you can rest, um, you know, really get over that concussion. Right. So we'll um, just have to wait on all that wide receiver stuff. I'm curious to see just who plays. Do we get some Naylor in this one? And if we do get Naylor, then I'm going to be watching him like a hawk just because he was such a sensation of OTAs and I didn't get to see anything of it. And so I'm really excited to see what he gives you. Uh, But then you have this this Rager versus Powell thing. So I think your first team receivers might be Naylor, Rager, Powell. And whichever one of those guys stands out, right, gets the leg up in all these competitions. And then afterwards, you have guys like Lucky Jackson, Tristan Jackson. Oh, Lucky Jackson had this brutal drop. And everybody said, oh, that's him getting cut. I, I think it already had happened. He was repping as like wide receiver nine or something like that. So I don't I don't think there was a lot to lose. Uh, but still, you have those guys, Tristan and Blake Prohl and Thayer Thomas, who runs all these crazy routes in camp my thing with Thayer Thomas is I want to see him run a deep over and clear the field in time and not make his quarterback buy extra time for him to run a longer developing route. It's just a speed thing. I think his speed is just really poor. Uh, He runs an awesome route. Super, super sick, quick game. There is a place for a guy in the league that's like that. But I don't think there's a place for a guy like that on this team. I don't think we need it. Um, So it might be Thayer Thomas might be one of those guys that ends up with a different team. Uh, or ends up on our practice squad and then getting poached because he runs such a sick route. And then someday somebody just needs, you know, you know what, we're going to spam a bunch of quick game today and we just need someone to run choice really well. Here you go Thayer Thomas. And and there's a career to be carved out in that. Um, but that's going to be something to watch in kind of the second half of the Arizona preseason game for me. Um, Next week is, well, next week is a bye week for everybody. And then we get into the season the week after that. So we're coming down the pipe here. I'll do a whole bunch of uh, roster um, pr- roster projection stuff, season projection stuff, and, of course, a 53-man projection. Cutdown day is Tuesday. So I'm going to do a 53-man projection on Tuesday next week, and then we'll do the Twitter Tuesday thing after the 53-man cutdown day happens. Uh, so we'll do a Twitter Wednesday, I guess. I think that'll be a little more fun. I will see you all for that, and as always, skull.